0: We good? Okay. So, part de. That's French. Or Homer Simpson. I don't know. It just sort of depends on how we're doing. Um, all right. I, I had... This happened years ago. But um, it made an impression on me then. And when I was looking at things, I mean, a lot, it was at least 20 years ago. It was more than 20. It was more like 25 years ago or something. And at that time, there was a, a pretty strong prophetic movement I think the prophetic has always been with this fellowship that's always to one degree or another but there are times when it's uh, pretty active and then there are times when it's not exactly dormant but it's it's kind of low profile Um, and this this is about hearing and this is about what there are a couple of words in the Bible about about this. and uh, so I'm going to start with a scripture, first Samuel three, chapter three, verse one. okay, so and uh, just to get our bearings here. This is, 1 um, Samuel is the, is the recounting of really how, how Israel got their kings. First Saul, then David. And it's been a while uh, since they entered the promised land and so forth. So, at the beginning of the book of Samuel... It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And that happens. It's not because people are misbehaving or anything. God has his own timing for things. But that's how things were right there, right there. In other words, that's how it was, but that's not how it would be. Um, so, things are about to start happening. They don't happen as, you know, I mean, you can read a few chapters in the Bible and especially in the Old Testament, and you go, uh, boy, that was quick. We went from this to this to this. But that could be 100 years. So in this case, what we're talking about is from before their first king, Saul, uh, through David and Solomon, um, what's happening is is that the... The promised land, actually, everything is brought under, under Israel. The promised land that was promised is, the promise is fulfilled. And some of this is by David's conquest, some of this is by Solomon's diplomacy. But, you know, that's, in all of this, God is going to be glorified. the enemies of the people of God will be defeated and a kingdom will be established. Now the kingdom is, is established under Saul, but it it's it, it I don't know, you he he's he he prophesies, he rules, he He's a combat leader and so forth, but he gets replaced. And his replacement is David, who truly is a prophet king. Um, And it is David's household that would produce the king of kings. So things are about to happen. And I've wondered sometimes, what do you do if there just isn't really any new, substantially new, correspond I mean, you know, word from God? And that's been the case in a lot of places at a lot of times. That's been the norm in many, many cases. I, you know, I don't, I would assume that a lot of that is just God's timing, but it could also be that people were screwing up. I don't know. But, um, one of the things is, is they've gone through this to, they're, they're securing a place for the ark from from David to, solomon they're they're you know they're building a temple um so they go from a place where they're really not hearing much and that whole thing if you go back and read first samuel it's kind of a mess with eli and his sons eli's a good man sons not so great Eli may not have been the best dad either. Um, But I guess, let me just get down to what I really, um, let me, give me a second. Okay, so, um, in Proverbs uh, 29, 18, there's, uh, there's a proverb that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I'm quoting King James. You can look it up in other versions, but um, the idea here is, is when we talk about vision— and I've heard that quoted so many times. And, you know, where there is no vision, the people perish. So, and I'm, I know that there's a way that we use the word vision. And I'm, I'm all for it as long as we're not substituting that idea for the, when God says vision like this, we need to know what he's talking about. So, um, I'm not Jewish and I don't know Hebrew, okay? And I couldn't even make the Hebrew characters up here if I had a chalkboard. But the idea is, and I can't even make the sounds, you know, but anyway, it was kind of like it was like uh, calzone, which sounds a lot like calzone. I mean, it sounds delicious. <laughs> um, and and it and it means it's derived from a uh, a Hebrew word meaning uh, I mean that has to do with sight with Seeing things, and what it means is a dream, a revelation, an oracle. And in this, you know when it's used like this, it's of the voice of the Lord. So what it doesn't mean, is an aspiration or worthwhile goal. I mean, it probably is, but that's not what the word means. That's how I hear it used. Without a vision, the people perish. So let's put a thermometer on the wall and. Yeah, y'all, or do they still do that? You know what I mean? So we were, you know, fund, fundraising stuff or whatever. I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not a good, I- good idea to have good ideas. But what I am talking about here is that when we hear the word vision, and I, I was in a discussion, well, this has happened more than once, but the, there's one time that I can think of. Um, you know and someone was saying well you need to come up with a vision and, and, and meaning like a vision from the Lord now if come up with a vision means I should fast and pray and, and really really try to hear God then that's probably a good idea But if the idea is to come up with some kind of uniting goal, um, I would be much less comfortable with that because it's a goal. It's a human, man-made goal. And that's not the same thing as a vision. So... Um, this appears again, this word, appears again in Exodus thirty-two twenty-five, 25. Um, and this is NIV, but we'll talk about that. Moses saw that the people were running wild. And that Aaron had let them get out of control, so and so became a laughing stock of their enemies. Now, this word, this term, "running wild," uh, is parol, um, which means. <coughs> I mean, it comes from the word to loosen, but it's the implication is is to expose. Um, so I mean it's got a lot of a lot of ways you could translate that. Avenge, avoid, go back. But it also means make naked uh, set at naught, perish, refuse, uncover. So there's something here about removing the covering that had kept you from being exposed. And so that's one reason why in the King James Version of that passage thirty two twenty five, that word means naked. It is translated naked. So, Moses saw that the people were naked. And, oh, in another translation it says that the people had broken loose. You know, but the idea of being unrestrained, uncovered, unprotected, this is not a good thing. So, How do we do... How do we hear God? What is it we have to know about hearing God? If God's not talking, we're not going to be hearing. If He is talking, then we want to be able to hear. But He doesn't just come right out. I mean, He doesn't do the same thing all the time. So And... If you know the story of Job, you know that Job was a righteous man and that Job was being afflicted, not for sin, but as a test. And that the the contest between, you know, uh, I mean, Satan says to God, you know, yes, he's your follower now and he praises you because he's got all this cool stuff and you've been really good to him and God says well I believe you still will if you take all that away and thus the you know contest begins but towards the end of it he's got three friends who come over and and basically the assumption was if you got bad things happening to you it's because you're you know there's sin in your life but there's a, another guy that shows up at the end. Um, <clears throat> his name is Elihu. And this is just a few, uh, I mean, in, uh, in Job 33, starting with verse 14. It says, For God does speak. Now one way, now another, though man may not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn a man from wrongdoing and keep him from pride. To preserve his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword, or a man may be chastened on a bed of pain with constant distress in his bones. Now, the implication there is that whatever God has to say is not going to be pleasant, and that's often true. There are a lot of things God wants to say to us that we would rather not hear. Um... And then sometimes he will say something really, you know, really special. Um, But usually he's wanting to correct us and so forth. But what Elihu is saying is, is he speaks in all kinds of ways. We don't even have to be awake. Now, we can hear his voice or we can feel the pain. I'd rather hear his voice. Um... but his, his desire is to, uh, is to communicate to us mercy, grace, his purpose. And finally, in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 16, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And if you want to go read that in Joel, it's in Joel 2, chapter 2, verse 28 and following. Okay, so it's there. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, (coughs) and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heavens above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the lord come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved now that's really like the goal as far as our ministry on earth is to is to see people get saved and then and then raise them up. But it says here, and we know, you know, Acts chapter 2 is when the Spirit fell at Pentecost and and that was really the, the birth of the blossoming church. But we're talking about here. Is about your younger generation seeing visions, dreaming dreams, um, and servants, handmaidens, and so forth, prophesying. So essentially, I w- well, let me give you... I'm just going to give you an example. Now, I have a lot of times when God has spoken to me, and there are more times than that that God has spoken to Jennifer. But I remember one time when West was... Gosh, he was m- not much more than a baby. Um, and... He had a dream, and he felt like he had to tell that dream. And I wish I could remember the details of that. If I thought about it beforehand, I, hand I would have asked him. But he's he he came home this weekend. Um. But. Tammy Rowe had had a series of miscarriages. And she'd already had kids. But she'd had a series of miscarriages. And, but she really felt like she was supposed to have another, another child. And she was really afraid. Um, and West had this dream and I can't remember the whole, all of the details, but somehow the dream got to Tammy. I think Wes said to tell Tammy. I don't know. But anyway, I'll find out about that. But in his dream, whatever it was in the dream was enough to convince Tammy that, yes, indeed, God has spoken. I'm going to have a, a, another child. And this one's gonna be okay. And she had Charlotte. Um I mean to me when that happened that was just like what this was saying here is that your uh let's see what that your, your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and so forth. It's you know i don't know what would have happened if he had if west hadn't mentioned that i don't know what would have happened i mean i i really don't know but i i do know that it did happen and that west did mention that and i i feel like it has to have some significance so And there are, there are other, there are, you know, I'm sure everybody's got some kind of dream or vision or word for God story. And, I, you know, we, we had so much of the prophetic going on around in the, in the late 90s that, uh, I don't know, we got kind of jaded about it, I guess. But, I mean, it's not that we didn't believe it's just that we didn't believe everything everybody told us. You know, I could believe it when somebody came up and said um, something about something I needed to look into or correct or something that, you know, whatever. And and usually that was attended by some kind of evidence that that backed it up. Something they w- couldn't know. And I would, it would really get my attention, and I would address it. And then, but you know, when somebody comes up and says, you are a mighty warrior of God, you're going to do so and so, you're going to have, I mean, I'd like for that to be true, but what am I going to do to make that happen, you know? Anyway, in any case, we got kind of jaded about it, and we we toned it down and we're not the only ones it got toned down in a lot of places and I'm not here to start a new rash of prophetic utterances you know unless they're from God you know truly 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 from God so what I would like to do and I'm going to do this just this is voluntary. You don't have to. You don't have to. To buy into it, you're allowed to not do this. But what I would like to do is to. I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. I'm going to pray, and if, I'm not even going to say if you're up for this, that's where I was kind of, anyway, yeah, let's pray. Lord, if you want to speak to us, we want to hear you. you want to give us a dream, if you want to give us a scripture, if you want to give us a, I mean, I know it's been a lot of different things with a lot of different people, but whatever, I ask that you just remind us that a vision In this case, a vision, a word, is from you, and not something that we conjure up. If we're talking about a goal, an aspiration, or something like that, then I ask that you would distinguish that from when you're talking. we want to hear you when you're talking so I ask this in Jesus name amen one other thing I I noticed I've noticed in reading the Bible and this actually came up uh, on the Wednesday night uh, Bible study you know we tend to think of People as appointed by God of, you know, uh, prophets and warriors and leaders and all this sort of thing. as People of sterling character, which would be wonderful, except it ain't so. And um, when we were, I mean, when, I, I, I can't say we because I wasn't I was driving and listening, but, you know, if you want an idea of how God uses somebody, go read the story of uh, Sansom, and, uh, and just get an idea. I mean, so many people, all these people, because so we we kind of think, well, I can't really do that. I'm, I'm sort of disqualified. Um Unless God disqualified you. And I mean he disqualified you. Not that you think you did something or said something. Or whatever else that disqualifies you. But that he says "Nope, you're out. Which is pretty rare. Then um, don't consider yourself. Beyond being chosen, so um, we are going to have ministry time, and Marie, you were saying there is a ministry room available, okay, is this for is But is that where the ministry is going to take place, the praying for people? They're going to do that over here. Okay, gotcha. The prayer room is open. Okay, so go to whichever one you think you need. But if you do need prayer from our ministry staff here, we're uh, just over here to the green carpet. That one, yes. It is green. Oh, have you not heard that one? Uh. Okay, let's see. All right. Isaiah, what chapter? 28. Well, I'm going to go there and look. We'll see. Yeah. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint, nor is he weary? His understanding is inscrutable. He gives power to the faint, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint that's the one I've heard about so um I doubt it's just for you but Especially after COVID, I mean, it's if there's one thing, I think about doing something, I go, I'm, I'm too tired. I mean, I you know, COVID just wore me out, so that that could be for anybody. But that's where did it start? Anyone else have a scripture? Anything else that the Lord has impressed upon you? That'll work. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might as well sign up. Okay, all right. The proverb 29, 18. 29, 18. It's cha- 20 chapter 29 eight, 18th verse. It's King James is what I had you pull up. Did you could pull up Yeah. And, and yeah and I'm not trying to uh, to say that if we're not hearing the voice of God personally that that you know the church is dead in the water or anything like that I'm just saying that if he is talking we want to hear it but you're right uh, I've been reading Hebrews and and the writer of Hebrews is going over with the You know the Jewish Christians saying, you know, we had this, we had that, we had Moses, you know, with the law, with the, you know, the tabernacle, we've had all this stuff. He said, but we've got something now that is so much bigger and better, and that's our case. We have, and so I, I don't want to sell that short. If there's nothing happening. In, in individuals hearing, you know, the word, of, you know, from God, then that doesn't mean we pack up and go home. We got plenty, plenty to learn. And it's also true, I think, that when we are together like this, and when we're studying the scriptures, we're trying to really, you know, dig in that... I think that, yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit is helping us. The Holy Spirit is 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 leading us, is, is showing us, uncovering things for us. So, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to keep, let's, I, I want to keep a balanced message here. On the one hand, if we've, if we have become jaded about personal revelation, then I want us to get over that. But on the other hand, I do not want us to discount, the enormous miracle of the revelation of the Son of God, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the forgiveness of sins, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and all of these things. These are all things that that we can wonder in. So, you know. Oh, that was good, y'all. All right. So,